Chinese brewery actually has pee in it. Why do they hate our freedoms? And our beer. But mostly our freedoms. Why American beer doesn't do well abroad. Surviving the purge of craft beer in the sea store. This is It's All Beer. Welcome to It's All Beer. Rest assured that when a giant meteor is barreling towards Earth, we here will be discussing how the massive tidal waves and inevitable firestorm will affect the craft beer industry. Answer is a bit of a mixed bag. Rapid closures of many breweries around the country will help lower prices and help and open up new opportunities for those looking to get into the industry. Sharp labor shortage will increase wages across the board, but getting ingredients is going to be a bit of a bitch. I'm Jeremy Jones. I'm Tyler Zimmerman. Quick run. And you know what will have cost that meteor to strike us all down? What? 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 Hard Mountain Dew. <laughs> If because were, it'll be the sign that God can no longer love us as a planet. Then um, then the end is nigh, because uh, if you were watching our social media feed, well, Tyler, n- nearly a week ago, sent me a text, and you can see the, 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 the entirety of that text um, on, our, on Instagram or Facebook. But um, the, the crux of it is, is uh, uh, Hard Mountain Dew is finally in Idaho. They said it couldn't be done. They said it shouldn't we be done. We actually begged it not to happen. And yet... <laughs> and yet, here it is. <laughs> no, we were supposed... We were, I'm taking one for the team. We were supposed to do this uh, um, uh, together so that we could both... Uh, we could- <laughs> We, we could both uh, uh, have some. I'm sort of surprised that you didn't like try to drop some off or something, but uh, you're going to chug if some. If hard- I would have had the time, I would have, Jeremy. <laughs> I was kind of hoping you would stop at a gas station and buy one. I'm not going to put myself through that. Okay, I I don't hate myself that much. All right. So I'm just gonna give you a brief rundown of this experience. So it comes in a 24 ounce can. It's 5% alcohol by volume. Uh, it has a like mountain dude out fucking like Eagle. That's green and white on the thing. So very America know their target audience. Um, says hard in big, bold letters, 21 plus all over the can. Um, the thing that gets me, and this is what really held me up when I went to buy it zero sugar is and I all... don't know if I believe that is that all hard Mountain Dew or or just the 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 one you happen to get uh, I don't know there was only two options at the gas station I bought it at it was the Baja Blast and the like original so I grabbed the original all right uh, well Oh fuck! It does get, not get, get a get get a get a good uh, uh, get a good sh- shot of that so we can get it on uh, on social media. Here we go. Tyler takes one for the team. <laughs> um, you know what? For posterity, I have I have uh, oh. uh, I went ahead and got several screenshots. I should have went ahead and just filmed it. I really should have just filmed it, but I think it actually might. It might go better as a series of photos. <laughs> uh, that is not good. And that's a lie that it says zero sugars. I didn't think something could be that like sugary sweet. It tastes that much like asshole. Like I've had 
hard monster, and I would drink hard monster ten times out of ten before I drank that abomination. <laughs> the hard monster was god fucking awful, but uh... at least monster when you tasted it, we're like, yeah, that tastes like a monster. This, you're like, that tastes nothing like Mountain Dew, and somehow it got worse than Mountain Dew. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna have to try another sip, but I don't want to. Well, hold on. Let's, uh, uh we'll, we'll might as well, uh, if you're gonna do this to yourself, we might as well make it, uh, uh, get it going for posterity again. All right, Tyler, you are, you, you are alive. Take another, uh, hit of that hard Mountain Dew. This is especially, uh,. <laughs> You know the, the the reaction is still the, the reaction is still uh, uh, as good as it was before. <laughs> Got that cold like shiver. It like it's better, but but like point one percent. Like very entertaining for the podcasting uh, for the for the our podcast audience. Um, <laughs> oh. Uh, you'll have to uh, log on to our insta uh, log on to our Instagram or check out our Facebook uh, 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 feed for. Uh, for the that is not good to the for the whole story you're, you're not and this is not just a dramatic reenaction this is i have a feeling this actually tastes like canned asshole uh, i've drank a, i i've been the first to sit on this podcast and say i have an affinity for shit beer this is bad like <laughs> not just bad this is bad bad like like do your best to describe it for us. Give it. Give us a sous-saw. Like <laughs> it's like sugary, thick, and sweet, but not sweet, but like very dry, and like dries your mouth out. Uh, and you have just a like a grain alcohol taste that went bad. At five percent too. I mean, there, there, that, that's a bit shit. Because if you're if you're if you're gonna do that to yourself, you might as well get shit hammered. And like that thing was four fucking dollars for a fucking twenty four ounce can. I'm like, yeah, I may not be a big fan of Voodoo Ranger, but go get that for like three dollars. That's nine percent for nineteen point two, and fucking. Get more bang for your buck with better taste. Fuck. I, when you when when that when that text when you when we say that text that was that hard uh, uh, Mountain Dew was available in Idaho, I did check in to see if there was any updates on the any of the any of our uh, uh, normal news sources, and really nothing since oh last year or, or well earlier this year when. Well, I had new. It was coming because I had heard people in the industry say, oh, have you guys heard of this, like, Blue Point, like, distributing? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's Pepsi. That's Hard Mountain Dew. They have, apparently, they have their own warehouse, their own, like, staff. So that they're trying like to a, be. That seems like a lot of money and stuff to be for just for what is apparently something that tastes like what would happen if somehow soda it's like if you fermented a smarty <laughs> you know how it's kind of like chalky oh and like dries it's like sweet and dry and chalky all at the same time yeah that that is like if you fermented that and then let it expire 
Oh, that's I. That's what I was looking for. That. Uh, <laughs> I am so offended. Like, <laughs> this is an abomination. I mean, it was. We were. We, we had discussed that it was before you actually tasted it, but it, but. But not only that, but it's it, I. I'm willing to guess it's. I'm willing to. Uh, uh, it's awful. I can just. I, I, so that's what you're gonna be drinking though all, all day, huh? Oh no, I'm not fucking drinking any more of this shit. <laughs> and the kill date on this motherfucker. They're giving this bitch at least a year shelf life. Well, it's not. Well, I doubt it's gonna get much worse. Apparently, but yeah, the Best Buy date on the bottom of the cans, October twenty twenty four. So yeah, you got a good. But once again, what what is in there that's gonna go bad outside? Maybe the uh, maybe the ruined souls of the of the damned that they uh, uh, captured for it to begin with. I don't even I don't even fucking know anymore. Like I just you're just apoplectic. It's uh, well. Uh, I, I want to headbutt the first person I meet that says, "Oh, I love Hard Mountain Dew." I I I am curious that because that that does suggest that somebody somewhere made that, took a drink, and then said out loud how it should taste. to other humans. Yep, that's exactly what we we're going for. Let's sell that. That's the experience that we want other people to have in their mouth. What's happening to me, I want it to... <laughs> now, if they evilly chuckled, like, ha-ha, I'm going to ruin someone else's day, I can forgive that. Because, touche, great prank. Uh, you got nationally distributed uh, for your fuck with someone. Uh, but if you legitimately thought that was good, you should drink antifreeze. Um, I, I mean... The story of this uh, up till now, and I usually go back and try to find uh, where the where those episodes are, uh, but I'm frankly I couldn't be buggered uh, this time. But it was earlier this year. Um, but the the whole thing did seem like if it wasn't for the sheer amount of money that um, that they had poured into this, I'd say it was a joke. The sad part, the gas station I bought this from, there were cans missing from the shelf spot. Well, I think that was that's what even we had described was the fact that, yeah, people will try it once. And and by the way, I think the reviews that we read about uh, online were like, eh, yeah, yeah, it's kind of what you think. But uh, you, well, it's worse. You apparently uh, you apparently uh would like politely disagree with that uh, assessment? Oh, fuck polite. <laughs> I, this I would rather chug delicious IPA all day every day than ever put this shit to my lips again. Wow. And if you if you are if you're not uh, if you're uh, if you're not familiar, uh, uh, that's pretty much uh, the. Um, that's me converting converting to Mormonism, basically. And also, okay, I did look it up. Um, uh, actually, this we did this story a year ago in December. It was um, uh, it was it came out uh, 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 on December 9th um, of last year. Um, Lost B Corp and Hard Times for Mountain Dew. 
Yeah, uh, episode, you episode 116. You can try blast, Jeremy. I ain't trying anymore. I'm... No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why? I have no urge to do that at all. No, you have to know I this do, pain now. I do not have to know. I can live the rest of my life happier, actually. In fact... Uh, no. Uh, mm <laughs> If you would like me to try the Baja Blast, <laughs> send us, send us, uh, hit us up on social media or, uh, or, or, uh, or, uh, send us an email. It's all beer at gmail.com. If enough people, if, if enough people, I will fucking waterboard you with it. If you don't do it, <laughs> if enough people like, uh, voice their opinion that I should be drinking this to, to, uh, uh, share in Tyler's pain, then I will consider it. But uh, uh, otherwise, no, fuck, you're gonna fuck that. I'll bring one to your fucking work tomorrow. <laughs> you can do that, and it will stay at my fucking work. Nope, it I will, will fucking give you one. It will find itself in a dumpster, is what is gonna happen. <laughs> I, on the other hand, made a good decision because it is the it is the last uh uh episode before Halloween. I grabbed the Shipyard's Smashed Pumpkin because, yes, I still like pumpkin beers. Fuck, we're both as, drinking terrible beers. As much as much as uh, uh, as Tyler's affinity for the shittiest beer that he can get his hands on, uh, that is about where uh, uh, that's how I feel about pumpkin beer. It is uh, it's 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 <laughs> it's a love that only grows as people turn on the style. Um, this is, as best I can tell, kind of a pumpkin barley wine. It's amber in color. Uh, it's got a really nice spicy nose, uh, nice, uh, nice smooth flavor. It's, uh, like some dark cherry or, or, uh, or, or, or like fruity characteristics, uh, hot, nice, nice big spice, uh, 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 content. It's a very smooth, uh, a pumpkin pie beer. It's delicious. Nice. Still think they all taste like shit, but yeah. If I gave you, if 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 I went back and if I could go, if I could tell you, like here, I can I can uh, rewind time and you have to drink this instead of Hard Mountain Dew. Would you do that at this point in time? Probably, but like you'd be talking to, if you told Tyler now, and I got to make the choice for past me, then yes. But if you told past me, I'd be like, "Fuck it, I want to see how Hard Mountain Dew." Let's ride. <laughs> but then knowing what you Let know, ride, now, baby. <laughs> Take, take, come on, take one more big swig for the, uh, for, no. <laughs> what's your backup? No. Do you have, are you drinking anything then? Are you going to, are you? No, going... I let it fucking ride, Jeremy. <laughs> you are, you are now sober for the, like, hard Mountain Dew is in fact so bad that Tyler would rather do this podcast sober. That's how, that's where we're at. Is that correct? Yeah. Wow. All right. Uh, a damning indictment of uh, Hard Mountain Dew. Uh, Tyler! And also, like, I had a couple beers at work, like, before this, and so the fact that, like, a couple beers in, I'm like, this tastes that bad. <laughs> oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah. Well, speaking of absolutely atrocious beverages that taste like piss, uh... Oddly enough, gotta love how our devices all listen to us and the algorithms like, oh, hey, you talked about Corona being full of pee on that podcast you do with that other idiot. If that's what's uh, happening, then the world is conspiring because this this popped up. This started making this started making like the regular news. Like if 
to those for those who weren't who don't uh, uh follow craft beer and beverage related news this had creeped over um i had found stuff in the guardian and uh i was gonna say i got the notification and reuters of the article from the huffington post uh and it's worker at chinese brewery filmed peeing in a tank and i was like well yes we gotta cover this <laughs> uh, we did i mean I don't know. The only reason I was interested is because so last week we uh, uh, Tyler put to rest uh, the decades old rumor that Corona contained, shall we say, recycled beer. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it it, something about the, the there was like a timing thing because it's just the timing was perfect. Well, it's. There's just so it's just so amazingly like well first of all is there anything as timeless as the idea of beer of of pee being made into beer like I feel like that's that's popped up I've made jokes that Budweiser is Clydesdale piss uh I think and at least homeless person piss and, and uh, I yeah, mean you've made a lot of pee jokes Jeremy uh, I, I feel like about every uh, import beer has been subjected to uh, uh, speculation as to its uh, it, to its origin. I'm fairly certain that somewhere on some hieroglyphic is some dude having a good old waz in someone's beer jug and giggling as someone tells, takes a big drinks underneath the words "Osiris beer contains resin from your underworld kidneys." <laughs> <laughs> Went a little too deep there, Jeremy. Uh, but... <laughs> There's no such thing. <laughs> Uh, so the Chinese based or the China based brewery Sing Tao uh, is now facing a whole shitstorm thanks to a peace viral peace storm. True, uh, golden showers, man. Um, <laughs> but a video was posted that shows someone in the outfit that most of their workers wear. Uh, standing there and peeing into one of the company's tanks. Um, did, did, uh, did, did your source actually, the, actually, cause every, it's, it's amazing how careful all this. All right. So I read like three different uh, stories about this and it was amazing. It would, and I read it in the guardian, the Intel, uh, um, oh, I should not, I forget. There was a garden guardian and, um, Oh, something else. And then, and um, but anyway, they were all very careful about how they put it. Like they always it, it appeared he did. I popped up the video. It's hard to I, I don't see a stream. Did you did uh, I was going to say so this article had a like still grab of it and it doesn't look like there is a stream. But I mean, uh, the insider the the was the insider that I found that one. Yeah, the way the dude's standing Quartering away, hands by well, his crotch. There, I mean, it, he it is. Like. He is in prime. He's he is in the universal position for. Don't bother me. I am uh, peeing. Urinating. Yeah. <laughs> I am. I am putting the pee in the ool, as it was, <laughs> such as it was. <laughs> so Zing Tao uh, has not confirmed whether the culprit worked at the factory. Uh, which I'm like, okay, if it's like somehow that makes it worse 
if some <laughs> random schmuck got in there and was just like, dude, I'm going to piss in their beer. Well, uh, that person would have had to have broken in, got either either was wearing a uniform very similar to uh to to what the workers wear or like stole yeah so one of two things ha i mean both are fairly premeditated either that guy found the a uniform and wore it in or he stole one either way well done <laughs> if assuming so, that he's not a worker uh according to the bbc though uh after speaking with uh, a Chinese language business publication, uh, they claim neither the person who urinated in the tank or the person who took the video were direct employees of the brewery. Well, and the video was taken from outside the brewery. Uh, that came from uh, that came from the Guardian, uh, which was part of the which was also which is also part of it. They're not exactly who sure who got the video. Or their exact circumstance, all they know is given the position, uh, they were they were basically peeking in a window somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, let's, I, did you see the, what the tank was? I'm like, so, is this like a mash ton? So what it, it so what it was? Well, they they say it was a basically a storage container for barley. So what the so, so I actually did track down the video. What it shows is basically, um. A guy climbs into a large metal bin that looks a bit like uh, like a large dumpster, but without, you know, with, well, yeah. previously less urine. I mean, it's just a great big metal box <laughs> with, um, with uh, uh, assuming barley, it's some sort of grain. Uh, and then he stands straight with his arms in aiming position. And I, again, <laughs> it's not, you, you I, I, I did, I, I did. I, I watch it several times before I, I I caught myself going, dude, do not watch this like it's the goddamn Zabruder film. What the hell's the matter with you? <laughs> but he is standing in the in the most awkward way possible around anything that is foodstuffs. <laughs> yeah, uh, the brewery did release a statement saying that batch of malt in the tank had been sealed off from use and that urination had been reported at the first opportunity um, and they have spoke with public security authorities to try to track down this person and bring them to justice. Um, I also got a quote that they added, uh, quote, um, our company continues to increase management efforts to ensure product quality and welcomes consumer supervision to which I go, well, yeah, that's, I mean, you're just using pee shyness against them. Just, just some <laughs> guy in the, dude, Dude, I can't go when you watch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some of the the article I found um, had some comments from social media. Oh God! That they put on it. <laughs> One, this was my favorite because I've always said the beer here is like horse piss. Turns out I was wrong. <laughs> I mean, quality, yeah, quality. Like, not well. Uh, different species, but yes. Yeah. Uh, someone else goes, thanks. I'll just stick with wine. <laughs> oh, you don't want to know what they do to the wine. <laughs> uh, but apparently it tanked their uh, stock price for a little while on Monday when this came out. Um, but ended up recovering by the afternoon. I, that's a... That, it tanked the stock price. So that meant that for a brief period, that... 
that waz costs people millions of dollars. <laughs> Most expensive piss ever. <laughs> like when you go to piss on a road trip and you go into the like podunk gas station and they're like, bathroom's only for customers. What are you buying? And you're like, fine, I'll buy this $8 pack of gum. Like, here's five bucks for the love of God. I just, I, <laughs> I'm gonna pee on the floor right now if you don't let me in there. That's where you just kind of sit there with your arms crossed and like look him in the eye and go, "Yep, this is happening." Yeah. <laughs> you stand in that position and go, "You know what this means?" <laughs> with dark spots spreading across your chinos, going, "Uh huh, yep." I did that. I have to live in shame, but you know what? I don't have to clean it up. Thank you. Have a good day. <laughs> and that's how Jeremy ended up in jail. <laughs> I'm not actually gonna. I'm not gonna like drop trowel. Just that's just just. Is it illegal to piss yourself in public? I don't know. I don't. I. Don't, I <laughs> no, but to whip it out and pee on the Cheetos. This <laughs> Chinos, Chinos, your pants. Oh. You said Cheetos. I was like, damn, that's like a targeted offense right there. No, I apparently be shooting for the hard Mountain Dew. It might improve it. Uh, Jerry, what you got? <clears throat> Europeans reject the freest beer in the world news now. Um, I, 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 I think that I'm far from being out of line. Uh, when I, when I say that's the, it's a consensus of, uh, really all humanity that America does everything better. Like we are just, <laughs> we are just better at everything. Like, you know, like look at our Type list of diabetes. Yeah, the, exactly. Look at that. Like leader in diabetes and uh, we hard mountain dew. <laughs> Number of flags on the moon, still winning there. Number of people that went to the moon, so so allegedly. great. <laughs> allegedly, <laughs> number of conspiracy theories about said landing. <laughs> education, you know, we're still there as long as by education mean the ability to gun down one's own classmates. But education, nonetheless. <laughs> wow. We've, we're the most prosperous country. We've made sure that we hold that, and, we, and we've wisely made sure that only like five people have all the money so they won't piss it away on something like shelter and food. So, I mean, number <laughs> one, baby, number one. <laughs> you just give money to random people. They're just going to just drop it on things they need. As opposed to a billionaire who's going to send a car into space for no fucking reason. America. <clears throat> Or as make it's... a penis-shaped rocket ship. <laughs> so as it so it stands and to try reason. Try to impregnate the moon with America. <laughs> it's gonna crack in half, and the Statue of Liberty is gonna come out and go, "Yeah, biatch." <laughs> it's crowding. <laughs> so it stands that the rest of the world would be dying to have a burst of real freedom juice shot right down their socialism holes, but surprisingly. Surprisingly, America. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> American this podcast has be- <laughs> gone to hell. <laughs> American beer has yet to really take off anywhere in Europe. This comes from a Vine Pair article by Will Hawks. Um, I mean, now he starts out and and references uh, uh, several times, perhaps the most famous transatlantic flop. 
Stone, Stone. Breweries, Stone Breweries, ill-fated German uh, brewery that uh, ended up ha- they ended up having to sell that to Brew Dogs, who have actually, according to this article and also by accounts I looked up later, have made a decent run of it so far. Um, Brew Dogs, as the article suggests, uh, um, they uh, in retrospect they kind of are Euro Stone. Uh, the 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 article uh, even kind of they, they basically call out brew dogs is kind of like uh, uh aping or uh, what stone was doing in the united states all along basically um you know uh uh the, just trying to catch up and it sort of makes sense you know that the same anti-corporate bad boy image uh run by strange fetishes um stone was run by a guy who seemed to get off on litigation by by the end and uh james watt well his rooftop proclivity so <laughs> Well documented here. I pro- maybe that's what made the uh, the 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 formerly Stone Brewery in Berlin such a success. Uh, they didn't build a rooftop uh, uh, fuck studio, and so he couldn't go up there to get his jollies. And uh, the place is, has done well as a result. So, um, but <laughs> but there but yet there is a demand at the London Craft Beer Festival. Uh, there was this sense that European drinkers, much like American beer drinkers, they're always on the lookout for the next new thing. And I and and I recently had it verified um, when a friend of mine ran off to Denmark and brought back some of the beer they had in uh, I think I believe it was Copenhagen. Um, there are <clears throat> there's a brewery there's at least one brewery there that makes a respectable hazy IPA. Oh damn! Like better than most of the hazies in this state. Sorry, Idaho. You, 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 none of you guys do hazies really, really well. Um, Go to Montana. I Listen, I don't do them worth a damn, and that's fine. Uh, they all taste a bit like weedy orange juice, but... I remember first time going to Montana for work, and I was like, oh, I'll do this hazy of this, of this like random brewery I haven't had before at this bar. Yeah, and then I was like, what the fuck is this? Well, fuck! What, what what the fuck was it? I can't even remember. I blocked it out. My it fav- was my favorite one. Um, I think we did it on this podcast. I couldn't tell you what episode, but I grabbed uh, McCall Brewing's um, Hazy Jones. Oh yeah! And I poured it into a glass, and I'm like, I'm going. That is not an IPA. That is an amber ale. <laughs> to the point where I actually. Uh, got a hold of the of the sales rep at the time, and asked if the, there was some mistake if they had like uh like if they knew about a a packaging mistake or something where like their Mackinac Red got packages to Hazy Jones and he was kind of confused like mm, well no, uh, there there's really no way that could have happened. And I kind of described that he goes well that no it's supposed to be a hazy IPA I'm like okay and. The, few months later i went up to mccall and went to the brewery and ordered the hazy jones and out came the same fucking beer (laughs) it's it was a nice amber ale but i kind of did want to find the brewer at that point in time like describe a hazy ipa to me just give me (laughs) just tell me what you think it is um because one of us is not on the right page. <laughs> because one of us, one of us is wrong. 
<laughs> I feel like it's you because I feel like every other hazy IPA is more what I think it is. But I, I, I really want to settle this. Um, but anyway, my point is there is demand. Um, and so one might ask, well, what's the holdup? Now, one of the big culprits that uh, I remember during the, the autopsy of uh, Stone Berlin was the fact that in Germany, the beer is fucking cheap. Like, they have world-class breweries. They churn out some of the best lagers in the world, and they cost less than Natty Ice does here. Compete with that, Stone. I dare you. <laughs> they can't. Uh, but They can't even compete in the United States anymore. <laughs> uh, but BrewDogs has, has, has made it work, uh, and, and seemingly not altered things uh, – all that much, as near as I can tell, it's slightly more expensive to drink at BrewDogs Berlin than your average beer dispensing establishment. Uh, but but they've but they've made it work. So there so there is a demand for those even in Germany for beer with different flavors uh, for people who are willing to explore. So again, you're kind of go okay. So why doesn't American beer do well over there? And there's a few ideas that are play. Uh, the first. Uh, because they hate Americans. <laughs> well, because they hate. Well, obviously, um, but well, the first obvious barrier is the physical one. The that fucking ocean. Uh, it's expensive to get beer across it, uh, and the beer is not as good as the uh, as it was by the t- when it gets over there in some cases. Um, but a lot of it is also, as I kind of alluded before to the uh, to the hazy IPA in Denmark. Europeans have really upped their game considerably. Um, and they've gotten away from the typical run of lagers. Uh, they've done a lot more with American hops. In fact, imports of hops in Europe uh, was over 7.5 million tons last year. And it's been increasing about yeah. a, it's been increasing about 11% every year. So and I, I gotta and I gotta say though that 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 hazy IPA out of there was like, yeah, I put that up. Is it the best hazy IPA I've ever had? No. Is it is it a is it a decent representation of the style? Yeah. Uh, and by the way, if if you can make it there, you can then sell it for uh, you can then sell it for cheaper, and it'll also probably be fresher and higher quality too. Uh, it's one of the draws about craft beer that people people seem to forget, like. It's it's local. It's fresh. It's local. All that stuff. That original selling point that people kind of lose and like. Oh yeah, that's what that was. One of the things we were talking about. <laughs> the other thing is, is that they are obvious for obvious reasons better adapted to make beer that suit that suit European tastes. Uh, which was another thing that brought down Stone. Uh, Thomas Terrell, who was the uh, head brewer at Stone Berlin, uh, was quoted in the article quote. It was too strict. It was too focused on IPAs and other styles popular in America. The German market was not ready at that point. Um, and BrewDog now offers uh, a, several German lagers along with the IPAs and whatever, you know, and the IPAs and the Imperial IPAs and the Hazy IPAs and the Belgian IPAs and the Red IPAs and the Black IPAs and the, you get the idea. <laughs> now, and- you, and the cross country IPAs and the yeah now 
this can be mitigated somewhat if you got the right distribution channels. The problem is, is that most of those channels are closed to a craft brewery. For example, All Day IPA is available in Spanish supermarkets because of their corporate daddy, Mahau. Uh, Brooklyn Brewing um, is is all around uh, uh, England because Carlsberg uh, owns the right to the the brand rights to uh, uh, Brooklyn Brewing in Europe. Um, and that's a problem because for any brewery that the Brewers Association would recognize as a craft brewery, the doors are largely closed to them. Um, Lot Peplow, uh, uh, the BA's ambassador in Europe, uh, was quoted, uh, quote, the availability of imported craft beer has hindered is hindered by access to the market. These dominant players can make it more difficult for smaller craft breweries imported and domestic alike. And in the end, what's happening where where American beer is right now is a bit like where European beers were in this country circa 10, 20 years ago, which is to say there is a demand, but if you're if you're 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 going to be paying a higher price point and so if you're going to if you're going to do that it's going to be something special you buy as a treat it's not going to be your daily drinker it's mm-hmm. you know you'll you'll get a six pack of whatever uh, whatever your, your your favorite lager is and then oh they have a bottle of a haze oh the Somehow they probably get alchemists there easier than we do and grab that for like 10, 10 bucks or something. Uh, but that's basically where uh, where American craft beer is there at the moment. And and uh, 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 while the BA is uh, looking to uh, increase uh, increase uh, opportunities for uh uh, breweries that aren't corporate uh, don't have corporate ties. It's it's a hard run. So really, all you uh, I, I, the, you're kind of at, you're kind of back at craft beer is kind of local, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't get why like what the push behind like going over to Europe as a American craft brewery like there's such a broader, more like rich brewing history over there like. How are you going to compete? Not to mention the added cost of shipping it over. Well, at one point in time, there uh, American beer did do extremely well there. Uh, that was one thing I did forget to mention was that um, is that I think at at, at the at what we consider the height of craft beer here was when it was when it was when a lot of Europeans started waking up to. Holy shit! Those those crazy Americans are doing weird shit with beer, and it's actually pretty good. And so there really was, uh, briefly, a, a big demand for American craft beer in Europe because it was different. It uh, uh, you mentioned the the brewing tradition that actually, but on some level that actually held them back because that it, it, they they it was all about tradition. And you go to one of these old German breweries and like, hey, do you want to throw some? fucking fruit loops and strawberry in there they're going to <laughs> that, that guy's gonna beat your ass with a mash paddle <laughs> while scream <laughs> while screaming about the jews for some reason 
you're gonna like as he's screaming at you in German, you're like, I don't know if he's just speaking a normal sentence or if he's yelling at me. It's a beautiful language. It's a beautiful language. <laughs> I, I can't do I just don't know what the fuck that was. I was like, I'm gonna speak German gibberish and I'm not sure what actually came out and then I I aborted that idea because I feel like I've already uh uh I've just I've, like just like the Germans tried to with imperfections. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, I, I think a lot of the push is American craft beer, uh, still trying to chase a market that was there that may not be there anymore because people over there, uh, got a taste of what American craft beer was like. They looked around and said, shit, but we can do that here. And they largely are, uh, uh, again, I was, uh, 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 my friend who went to Copenhagen said some there were somewhere along the lines of like a hundred, like craft beer places in that city. Damn. So yeah, it's 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 in full swing there. It's it's you can get more good beer than there than you could have previously, and previously it was even uh, extremely good. So, Tyler, what do you got for us? Well, how are bigger and more like regional and national craft brewery is going to weather the storm. That is no one likes beer anymore. Uh, let's see if I, if, if uh, make it non-alcoholic, uh, release uh, cocktails and then uh, piss in a Mountain Dew and sell it in a big can. <laughs> Close. Uh, this article from Vine Pair by uh, Dave Infante uh, actually talks about how C stores may be the, kind of safe haven safe haven in the storm that is happening right now with craft beer we had this whole thing before the podcast started but you say c store explain what the hell that is uh convenience store bodega uh basically any place you're popping in and out of to try to grab something quick easy uh, you know you're going to pay a little more money for it than if you were to go to the standard grocery store, but this is just right around the block, so you'll pay a little extra for the convenience. Which is what the C stands for. Convenience. Yes. We went, we did this whole thing, like, you said something about C store, and it took, and, and it took me a second, I'm like, me, convenience? That's not a thing. And you sort yes, of up is. You swore up and down, like, no, 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 that's what everybody calls it. Like, nobody's ever called it. This is the first time anybody's called it a C-store. Now, maybe not yeah. in marketing terms. Uh, this is like a marketing jar jargon, I believe. No, it's industry jargon. You ask any rep, they'll know. It's, fuck, in so college. I, I In college, before I was in the industry. Not there, once. People would be like, did I, let's go to the C-Store. There's not once where any of my friends said, let's go to the C-Store. Because I would have been like, no, 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 no. I, I don't, I, I'm not down with your G-Funkity-Funkity. I am not down with your groove. Hipster daddy-o. <laughs> Speak Christian, goddammit. <laughs> but, if... You call, if you have called it a C store and know what I was talking about, please let Jeremy know that he is an imbecile. Um, <laughs> Tell me to chug a hard Mountain Dew. So, uh, the article gets in talking about how, you know, 
as beer bars and bottle shops are closing, draft beer is in the shitter, um, and, you know, back in the heyday, craft beer would have never been like, let's be in a C store, let's be in a convenience store and be proud about it. Well, uh, I think two things were at play there. You know, first of all, a, a, a convenient—they didn't want to be at a convenience store because convenience stores didn't sell good beer. But also, convenience stores didn't want them because who the fuck want? No, 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 no. We sell something to give. We sell stuff to hobos so they can go pass out in a ditch. Why do we want to sell? They're not going to buy something tasty. Well. The data now is showing that C stores are basically the shining beacon of otherwise the shit horizon. Uh, craft is down in all channels except for convenience, um, according to Stephanie Rodas of uh, Three Tier Beverages. Um, and craft beer in the convenience channel sold $97 million last year. And the growth isn't solely from raising prices or rising prices of craft beer like it is in other segments. Um, yes, the the increase is partially due to the rising prices of the beer, but volume is also trailing on that trend line, and so they're noticing quite the uptick coming through on actual volume sales. Well, it makes sense um, that you're seeing an increase there because it, it's not that craft beer was entirely absent from the convenience store. It, depending on which, depending on which one you were going to and where you lived, to be quite frank, uh, frankly, you could you you could find not it wasn't exactly a bottle shop, but you could find something adjacent to uh, you, know, you could find usually the the local powerhouses a an IPA from Oregon that's been uh, that's been uh, coalescing on the shelf for a year and a half, and uh, the uh, the the Imperial Voodoo Ranger, but I, that there also kind of ties into what I think is leading the charge. Hundred percent is, but also part of what's leading the charge, especially in states where like RTDs and spirits aren't able to be sold in the grocery stores or that is convenience stores offer people who are willing to a customer base of people who are willing to pay a little bit more. Uh, and especially if it has that perceived value and you don't have to worry about competing against some of those RTD spirit can cocktails you don't have to compete against some of the seltzers um and so it's offered beer a slight refuge almost um with the changing industry for once uh the the completely insane uh, alcohol laws across the country have uh, sort of uh, conspired to help craft beer in a in a relatively minor way. Yeah, um, and uh, they in the article they actually talked to several gas station owners who were like, "Hey, you know, craft beer is something we have to have because if we have craft beer and the gas station across the street doesn't, the craft beer drinker 
is going to come over here, grab some gas, grab some beer on their way to wherever they're going that they need beer for instead of stopping next door. That's fair. Um, but typically these gas stations don't have huge beer sets like some of the bigger grocery stores. So it can be very competitive. Um, and single serve is kind of the supreme commander of the gas station. I mean, once again, it wasn't it. Voodoo Ranger didn't lead that charge. I'm not sure. I I started noticing like single serving 19-2 packaging of of some craft beer a little bit before that. I, I want to say like probably the first one I saw was maybe Sierra Nevada's Pale. Um, yeah, but Voodoo's the one that saved 19-2s. But, I mean, even in gas stations, you're looking at 22- and 24-ounce cans of your domestics, your other options, uh, not just 19-2s, but 19-2s are kind of predominantly, like, if you're going to buy a craft single serve at a gas station, it's going to be in that 19-2 format. Um, and... The night, the single serve pack size this year is up 1.2 million cases in the convenience channel. Uh, the next pet best growth in that channel belongs to 12 packs, which are up 187,000 cases. I mean, it does explain why everybody is releasing a their their I mean, version of it. Uh, they've you've got rogue rebranding dead guy to chase the 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 voodoo ranger and they just came out with their imperial ipa and a in a 19 the imperial dead guy 192 uh the hell black raven out of uh, uh washington released the mecca raven at a 192 and uh the the and by far the dumbest it's a good beer i actually like it but the dumbest uh cash grab i watched was uh widmere's Imperial Hefeweizen. Oh yeah, I think that got discoed. Probably did. It it didn't. I don't think it 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 was a the beer the the liquid itself was okay, but it was pr- a pretty obvious cash grab. Yeah, uh, but it talks about how you know typically the best sellers in the convenience channel are your hazy IPA, hazy Imperial IPA, and really just offering that bang for the buck with something like the Voodoo Ranger Fruit Force Hazy IPA, nine and a half percent. The big flavors in that can cover up some of the like harsh alcohol notes. But if you think about it, if it's sitting there and there's a steel reserve at 8% right next to this Voodoo Ranger at 9% and they're about the same price, you're gonna lean towards that Voodoo Ranger over the Steel Reserve, especially Shit, it's, if it's twice the price. I mean, Steel Reserve is garbage. But, um, yeah, so it's really helping with that because I feel out of any of the off-premise, your grocery store, your convenience channel, your bottle shops, your off-premise customer is a lot more price sensitive customer because they're going home to drink at home. 
So they want to get the best perceived value, and so that's why we're seeing uh, the higher alcohol doing so much better in those channels. It makes a weird kind of sense, but I'm, it, it's interesting to me that in all other and 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 this this might be more to the point that you've been making, which is uh, trying to find like Imperial IPA as a style. I wouldn't say it's dying, but it's it's becoming a it becoming a rare thing because it's just not nearly as prominent as it was five years ago or so. Mm-hmm. Except for nineteen twos, like that format. It's it's it it is now that is the format. I say that it is almost like in in a weird way that we all just sort of agreed as an industry without really having a meeting that like 12 ounce was your flagship 16 ounces was for your, uh, special hazy releases. IPAs. Yeah. Hazy IPAs are special releases and 19 two. That's for your Imperial IPA. It's one of those rules that's, that's kind of been being written as we speak. No one can really explain why other than that's what sells and you, that's why you do it. And when, when people, it, it's 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 a it's a weird bout of psychology to when you realize that the consumer says, well, I don't really want a big IPA because uh, I'll get too fuckered up unless unless it's in a big ass can, because I, if I'm going to get fuckered up, I want it to be I, I want I want to be one and done. I want to drink all of this can in one sitting and pass out in the bathtub. Well, it's it's basically customers admitting they don't have the self control. If you sell me six 12 ounce cans, I'm going to drink all six. <laughs> so by saying, "Yeah, we took the same boozy thing, and then we only put it in one can," but that can is basically two cans, but you only get one. You're like, okay, I'm only drinking one. <laughs> Isn't American psychology fun? <laughs> I'm well, only it's drinking like the, the rumor that went around that uh I can't remember what burger chain apparently tried to do it. The third pound burger to compete against McDonald's quarter pound, but Americans didn't like want to buy it because they thought they were getting less food <laughs> because a three smaller than a four. Yeah. Top education system, top. <laughs> I didn't hear that. I I have to go back. I have to look that up. I, it, now, how true that is, I don't know, but but it, I mean, it's one of those things that it's believable. It's, it speaks to a truth, even if it's not true. Yes, uh, but I mean, at the end of the day, convenience stores aren't going to be like a saving grace for small upstart breweries, just because. The cost to get in there is gonna, and the barriers are going to be too high. But for those breweries approaching that no man's land or, you know, the more regional players, like, convenience is that way to jump up to the next level or really start making up for sagging taproom sales or anything like that. It's... Uh, basically the next hot avenue for the bigger breweries and as that continues to grow the opportunities for smaller breweries to get in are going to grow excellent well so if you're if you're if you're so big that you're gonna you're gonna collapse at any moment get your get get your ass into a 192 and in, in, in a convenience store 
the the you're gonna need nine percent cheap, baby. You're, you're gonna yeah, you need a you're gonna need a make a nine percent beer in a nineteen two, ideally for like three or four bucks a can. That is something you can chug in about a minute. Yeah. Also, it needs to be loaded down with malt or some other flavoring so that you can't taste it. Uh, so that you can, so the, the whole, the, the, the idea I believe is white girl wasted. That's what you're looking for. Think when white girls were chugging for locos, that's what you're shooting for. <laughs> that was, uh, that was, uh, th- that was, uh, both, both before and after my time, uh, Tyler, you'll have to, uh, uh you'll have to somehow someday fill me in on exactly what that was like. <laughs> It was simpler times back then. <laughs> uh, 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 Gary, what do we got? Uh, quick, uh, quick up, update on our way out about uh, our uh, the the uh, the gentleman out in Britain um, who was uh, sinking two thousand pints in two hundred days. Um, the 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 news. One quick thing that I wanted to bring up. Not even thinking. Saw something talking about this, and I'm like, yeah, you know, that's kind of impressive. And then I saw something that was talking about how, like, it's great that American craft beer is starting to embrace the British Imperial pint with their cans because the British Imperial pint is not 16 ounces. It's 19.2 ounces. Is that right? And... Then I was like, well, holy fuck, that dude who's drinking 2,000 pints in 200 days, he's not drinking 2,016 ounce pints. He's drinking 2,019.2 ounce pints. Which is only a three ounce difference, but when you scale that over 2,000 of them, we're talking, you know, 6,000 extra ounces, which is a lot of beer. Uh, I'm figuring out the math. So okay, please wait. What? Please wait while Tyler does math. Continue uh, as you were, Jeremy. Uh, I mean the 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 big update was. I mean, so the the big question was uh, after drinking uh, essentially ten beers every day, and it doesn't sound like that was quite how it worked out because one news source that I found said that he had drunk. Two, 22 beers on the last day, which oh. that is a fuckload of beer. So, I, just to put in perspective, his equivalent on 16 ounce pints would be 2400 over the 200 days. That's I, I have listened so. Uh, I I I've gone on some pretty epic whole day benders. All right, I'm not sure I've drunk 22 beers during that time. I'm not saying I haven't. I'm usually not counting, and if I am, then I fail after a while. Um, but and uh, yeah, and there's so many tricks like a check mark, putting the tabs in your pocket, and then you wake up and there's just tabs everywhere. It looks like you just tried to give yourself a tattoo there's <laughs> the best way is a wizard staff but then you break it and throw it at someone you know get off my lawn uh <laughs> i'm not sure if i've ever drunk 22 pints in a single sitting i've had probably have i probably have had had 22 drinks 
as my experience with the ISP wet labs taught me uh, last oh, night. Oh, yeah! Um, I'm so bummed I couldn't go to that. My wife said, if she can't go, I can't go, because she really wants to do one. So, let me know if you ever get invited again. Uh and we will try to be there because um, I am so bummed. I everybody, everybody else listening might be a little bit confused. Okay, so here's what happens: um, our, 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 you're doing your civic duty, getting I, drunk on the state's dollar. I, 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 I did my patriotic duty, and I went down to uh to our local um uh, uh police academy, and got drunk for science and for Jesus. Uh. So that they could, uh, so they could practice their field sobriety tests. Um, it was uh, 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 me, a bunch of friends, uh, my wife, uh, her, uh, my sister-in-law, and my brother-in-law. The here are the highlights. Um, my wife uh, got the highest BAC. <laughs> yeah. She, she she clocked in at uh, at point one eight two. Just behind my sister-in-law, who clocked in at uh, 0. 0.18, uh, 0.180, but she was the sloppiest because she doesn't drink. I she, she'll I've counted on like one. I could probably count on one hand the 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 times she's really gone after it, and this was one of those times, and she turns into a sloppy drunk <laughs> to the point where they actually stopped testing her. <laughs> So here's the right, way it, you're in jail now. <laughs> so here's the way it works. You go, you, you go to the police academy. They bring you into a conference room. There's a little bar set up, um, and in Idaho, the 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 liquor stores are state run, and so the liquor comes from those liquor stores that they can't sell. So there's top notch shit there. Um, mm-hmm. I was chugging uh, uh, some uh, top shelf tequila all night. Uh, which is also a detriment because that goes down way too easy for me, but more on that later. Um, uh, uh, then they, you know, after about an hour, they take you to a gym, they set you in a chair and then you're just a, you're, you're just a test subject for, uh, for uh, row after row of, of proto officers. They're cute. They're kids. <laughs> they're, they're in their twenties, but you're like, Oh, you guys are cute. <laughs> Step out like of the car. Narcs. Step out of the car, please, sir. <laughs> You're so adorable. <laughs> Beep on your nose. <laughs> please tell me you booped one of their noses. <laughs> I did. I did not. But I. I did. There was like, there was there was one poor guy who was struggling a little bit. Um. Um. Oh, if you show an ounce of weakness to drunk people, <laughs> there to get drunk. <laughs> Oh, and he was you are hosed he was doing the uh he was doing the uh the 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 like the finger eye test they had a name for it i don't remember what the eye what the name for it was because i was hammered um but there was like something specifically that they that they he was looking for and they, he said he didn't see but the other like it was like two uh two trainees next to him like oh no i think i saw it no, no i think i saw it and like yeah you should test him again like yeah you should test him again and i'm just like you should test me again he's like not you too but <laughs> we all three i'll be in the other two there was one person that's giving the test at a given time and two others that are kind of observing and at some point in time that me me and his the people helping him are heckling him <laughs> and it's hard to maintain order when the guy giving the drunk test is like you're doing a shit job 
Uh, You're the, like, I'm gonna get this guy. The re- the results were. Um, so the, the funny thing was, is, and then after that, they take you into a classroom and they display your results and well, they, they basically say, okay, to each team, would you have arrested this person? And, and, uh, and then they display your results and I am proud to say, uh, well, so my, for my sister-in-law, you would have survived. so for my, for my sister-in-law, um, they didn't even bother because because what because well, <laughs> so they basically like they polled everybody like all right team one yes team two no team three yes etc cetera, etc cetera. when it came to my sister-in-law they just said i'm just gonna fill in everybody's answer here because <laughs> at one point in time she's laying down on the ground doing the nose test which is not a test they actually did <laughs> Um, I'm proud to say that not only did I drink 11 shots of tequila, <laughs> Anakin. Uh, uh, clocked in at uh, 1. Uh, 0.156, nice. one of those groups would have let me off. <laughs> yeah! I'm so proud of you, Jeremy. <laughs> I was about middle of the road BAC, but I was at top of my class when it came to sheer amount of pints. And you could tell that they were having trouble with me because there was a whole lot of like whispering in the background going, uh, I don't, I can't tell. <laughs> They're like, where do you work at again? And you're like, don't worry about it. It was a, a fun time had by all. So if you do get the opportunity, uh, yeah, go do your civic duty, I guess. <laughs> You just have to be able to hold your. You just have to be able to hold your shit. You know, it is a. It is a. There is a purpose to it. So. Oh, I've wanted to get a bunch of beer reps together, and we all go do it together, and like place bets on like where everyone's gonna finish. But but back to the UK guy, which is where this all started. Um. Uh, so the, yes. the big question was: is after two thousand pints, what do you do after that? He originally said he was gonna take a couple of weeks off. But um, the uh, 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 as many news sources proclaimed uh, this week, he got right back on that horse the next morning. <laughs> he was back at the pub. In some reports, I said I thought it said like 10 a.m., which okay, yeah, that tracks. He, um, it's also a little disturbing how many news sources are just are are, are starting to go. And out and and this is unhealthy because alcohol really is a poison and uh, and, and it's going to cause this health problem, this health problem, this problem. Like, yeah, we know what he's doing is dumb, but let him do it. But he's hard. Listen, he's not the first Englishman to kill his liver with booze. Okay, it's a national pastime. Leave the man alone. He won't be the last the, either. The only thing different about this guy uh, versus. His predecessor, he's just doing it on fucking TikTok. Okay, (laughs) he's not he's not the first Englishman to have drunk two thousand pints in two hundred days. Okay, I'm sure there's probably one who did it in a hundred. You know what? I don't know what the record is, but it's more than two (laughs) thousand. I would willing to guess it's four thousand. I have no data on that, but I feel like that's a reasonable assumption. <laughs> there is there is a bloke out there who drinks twenty pints a day and thinks nothing uh-huh. of it. <laughs> and would probably be let off by more than just one group of Boise police. 
Yeah, there's the other thing. <laughs> he would have fooled them all. <laughs> uh, they do a breathalyzer at the end, and they're like, we need to recalibrate this. <laughs> my favorite part was at one point in time, I so they they do have an instructor who's like, like you know, like giving them pointers, et cetera, et cetera. But at one point in time, the guy yeah, took him aside and said something, you know, blah, blah, blah. And this guy's a cheater, so you'll have to do – I'm like, wait, what did you just say I was a cheater? Whoa! <laughs> How the fuck am I cheating? I can't be sure, but I think what he was referring to was the fact that – listen, I was in it to win, man, okay? I was – when whenever whenever new uh, whenever uh, a new group came up, I was I was trying to I was really trying to uh, uh, to pass the test, and so I was following their directions exactly, um uh uh, uh even to the As detriment of it. you know ex, ex, I mean I was following their directions exactly even the guy who so the, you know they were in a gymnasium right. And you know, the, and one of the tests is, of course, to walk a straight line, heel toe. If you mm-hmm. if if you're a drinker, you're familiar with this test. <laughs> um, and uh, and and most of them just picked a lot. You know, any what, what, any number of straight lines in a gymnasium. It's a basketball court, so pick your straight line. But there was one guy who picked the three point line, <laughs> which yes. even I know is not a straight line. <laughs> Please tell me you walked the arc. I, well, he says, well, he, he, he's going to give me instructions. He gives me instructions. He's like, okay, I want you to walk this line. I want You need to walk straight along this line. Do you understand? I don't. Why don't you understand? This line isn't straight. Then he looks and seems to notice it for the first time. Like, uh, this poor kid was flustered as hell. <laughs> uh, just walk straight. I'm like. All right, not walking a line at all. <laughs> I'm gonna win that court case. Told <laughs> me just to walk. What was my mark of whether it was a straight line? <laughs> uh, that guy's probably gonna become an ISP officer. He's gonna listen to this. He's gonna he's gonna bust me like, well, look who it is. <laughs> Mr. What's a straight line? Out of the car. <laughs> Hands on your head. Is that a gun? <laughs> uh my 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 comeuppance may well be nigh. Tyler, anything else for us today? <laughs> that, that, I don't know. I'm not sure why the uh, the UK story UK story became the excuse for me to talk about that. I was going to do it at the beginning, but I felt the intro was too much. And then the UK story, just like you know what? Yes, I'm going to tell that story now. So that was the that yeah, was a, like a twofer. That's um, bottom line. The guy went right back to beer, and I got to get drunk uh, uh, get drunk on public funds. So it was a good day all around. It was a good day. <laughs> Fucking freeloader. <laughs> and, you know, based on that, um, I, I wasn't feeling bad. I could probably drink 10 shots of tequila every day for for uh, uh, 200 days. I was feeling... You can't afford to drink 10 shots of that tequila every day. I, 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 I was not feeling great. I was feeling much better than either my wife or my sister-in-law. <laughs> oh, I bet. <laughs> Who works in the medical field and had to go to work. <laughs> I had to... So I, I was like, I would love to, but I have work. And then I was like, who would we get to watch the kid? And I tell my wife, and she's like, oh, fuck, no, you're not going without me. 
she's like, but I can't take that day off work. And I was like, damn. I'm like, this is bullshit. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll keep you posted in case another one pops up. But, uh, uh, <laughs> and if you would like to be part of <laughs> The funny thing is I did invite a lot of industry people, but not one of them showed up. Well, also, it was on a fucking Wednesday well, night, this, bro. They're going to show this on a Wednesday. I, I, I get it, but I, I, was, I was hoping to get more industry people down here because I, I, I feel that would have been fun. Like, there had been the amateurs and then the professionals, right? I was the only person in the professional class, but um, uh, everybody, it was people either had to, people either sick got sick or had to work or some shit, you know. It, it happens. <laughs> Bastards. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, good time. Uh, Tyler, anything else for us today? Nope, that's it for me. Well, this has been uh, It's All Beer. Uh, if you also run a state agency and uh, need uh, uh, people to get drunk on taxpayer money, uh, uh, let us know. We're always game. You can get a hold of us on uh, It's All Beer at gmail.com and also uh, hit up that if you. Uh, if you want me to drink a hard, uh, a hard Mountain Dew, I'm still against it, but I will consider it if people, uh, if people are like pressing for it. You can also throw that on our, our uh, on our social medias. Uh, uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram. Check that out for not only not only uh, uh, you know uh, like some updates and some fun pictures, but for the photo mosaic of pain that is Tyler drinking a Hard Mountain Dew. Um, <laughs> It's, it was not fun. It was, it's, it's going to be right up there with like, I think I'm going to, I think I should like get like a, like the, you know, like the, uh, uh, the, uh, Andy Warhol painting of like faces with different colors. I think I'm going to like put that together, except for, <laughs> except for you <laughs> in various stages of tasting hard Mountain Dew and just call it, I don't know, an ode to pain. Well, I knew it was going to be bad when I smelt it, and I was like, that smells nothing like Mountain Dew. This is not good. <laughs> uh, 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 leave a co- uh, check out. Check out that. that that's going to be coming your way. In the, in, in, uh, 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 I, I think I'll have some of it up uh, when this episode comes out. Might be might trickle some out later, like a, like a Waz in a in, in a Chinese beer. <laughs> That'll be quite enough from us. I'm Jeremy Jones. I'm Tyler Zimmerman. I'm going to have a beer. Have fun. <laughs>